सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यम करवाहैजस्वीतमस्तुमाषावहै वर्ड पुरुष संज्ञा इज अ महावाक्य एंड वेन वी आर डिस्कसिंग अ महावाक्य देन अ लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स हैव टू बी एक्सप्लेन इन डिटेल एंड वी हैव बीन डूइंग दैट and uh, so that's why it's a very vistrita uh, very uh, uh, long and an involved explanation and the explanation is long and involved because uh, is as long and as involved as it needs to be in the shastra why because as difficult uh, i mean it is a, the the long and the involved explanation is meant to counter the extensive um difficulties that are raised by the antahkarna by the mind and all its accoutrements uh, into accepting this vision because it's a mind that is for many many lifetimes devoted to division not the vision <laughs> and so therefore when the vision is presented all the other contentions and the possibilities of not accepting this vision and not understanding this vision have to be outlined in order to you know dismiss all the things you know that that can stand in the way of assimilating this vision and so we have seen here purusha samgya and we have also seen another word prati purushah so this is what makes it a mahavakya so one the, the cause here bhagavan is called purusha samgya means called yeah so bhagavan is called purushah which purushah we have already seen two derivations the one that is everything the one that fills up everything without becoming any one thing so that is purushah that is bhagavan and who is this jiva this jiva is what this jiva is pratipurushah so pratipurushah doesn't mean baby purusha or a little part of the purusha or a little you know sliver or a spark of the purusha it means the whole purusha but you know that purusha which is coming through an upadhi upadhi means what a body mind complex that is um that is uh, what a body mind complex that is as though uh, becoming a um what is that a cause for some perceived limitation so this you know we have seen the examples of the same mahadeepa a big lamp what is this lamp the lamp flowing through various apertures and then if a, the the light of the lamp is is coming through a star shaped aperture then the light that is thrown on the wall is star shaped and then maybe the next aperture is round and then you have a round shaped light beam so the light beam small big and even a pin sized light beam you know cannot be it does not in any way you know dull the brilliance of the lamp and neither can you question the fact that it's little part of the lamp you know you cannot make such things there's only one lamp all that is there is lamp and you know and so therefore this is the whole you know thing all that is there is one mahadeepa and that deepa is coming through various apertures we saw the dakshinamurti stotra and the, so just because one aperture is like a pin sized aperture like you know in the olden days you had those pin hole cameras that you used to make 
uh, you know to do some experiments etc or to or to um, you know watch the eclipse with the help of this homemade pinhole camera so the light of the sun or the lamp coming through a pinhole is not a part of that light <laughs> it is the the same light so the pinhole becomes what is called an adjunct or a namarupa that seems to be constricting the light but it's not really constricting the light this is what is pratipurusha and the example i gave is that if the sun is you know uh, what's the word for it um, reflected in a big mirror it's still whole or you bring a small mirror and keep it under the sun and it is still whole it's not that in the small mirror or in the small water pot only one fourth like a pizza slice of the sun is reflected so therefore we are talking of the whole and this is what is meant by understanding the mithyatvam mithyatvam means the uh, the, the dependent reality status of this of this whole uh, you know jagat you know so sa uh, so this you know this saha eva eshaha so first you see it's it it's unfolds very very beautifully let us look at the whole mantra so so we know that we have covered it because we've taken a long time to do it so we'll sum up up till pratipurushah and then take up kshetragnya so when you say when when the mantra says saha in the beginning it is talking about what is not talking about bhagavan <laughs> ah it is talking about what atma that which was described in number 4 as sve mahimni tishthati you know that consciousness atma as that self as that consciousness sukshmaha agrahya adrishya and then suddenly what that consciousness is revealed as bhagavan oh now this is a taken a turn yes <laughs> a big and a sudden turn and the valakhilyas because <laughs> they are so prepared you know they they you know they have uh, what should i say they have great uh, emotional uh, maturity and preparation they don't need all this explanation perhaps because suddenly it's talking about that consciousness which inheres this body mind complex we call uh, talking about brahman uh, or atma and then suddenly from atma there is a big jump you know and what is that jump purusha samgya what is the, what is this atma called it is bhagavan oh my god yes <laughs> and uh, and this bhagavan creates and you have all kinds of desires bhagavan doesn't have any kind of desires and therefore what so how does bhagavan create without desires how does this atma aka bhagavan now known as bhagavan create without desires we saw that and um, because it has the same uh, you know the intentionality is just for the um, the ragadveshas of the jiva to be created to for a place for the ragadveshas to play a place to be created and so then what amshena amshes so amshena and pratipurushah again very uh, deadly uh, what should i say words they have to be handled carefully <laughs> too hot to hold you need a pair of shastra tongs <laughs> they are like live coals of words you need a pair of tongs of the shastra to pick them up you know like the fire when you are in the fireplace you know you are moving the logs and the pieces of coal around so that it uh, uh, lights up evenly so what do you do you can't put your hand in the fire and move the pieces of burning ember you need a pair of tongs here also amshena <laughs> vartate amshena chetam achah you know then those are like live coals and so they have to be handled properly with the pair of shastra tongs the teaching becomes the tongs here to see that these words um uh, you know amsha repeating twice doesn't mean 
small fragment part spark or sliver it just means that the intentionality which is being discussed on part of both the jiva in sleep and then what ishvara prior to creation is you know is just that intentionality you know is is being discussed and that intentionality is uh, is not a big uh, agenda but more of a you know more of a decision that has just gone into a causal form and that causal form here is called amsha and then after bhagavan now it jumps back first it starts with atma that consciousness then it talks about how this atma is bhagavan mahavakya and then it comes back to pratipurushaha it comes back to that atma which is quote unquote reflected in this in this body mind sense complex that same bhagavan that same bhagavan is purushaha and what are you pratipurushaha you know the, uh, so reflected within quotes or you can say avachinna chaitanya you know dehatma uh, you know deha uh, karya karana sanghata avachinna chaitanya so the, the the consciousness that is as though entered this karya karana sanghata so karya is the body mind sense complex sanghata complex so this consciousness has as though we can't say it has really entered because then there would be no no limitlessness because it is occupying this body and the body is finite and so you can't say it has entered so that's why really there are no words uh, you know to explain it without using heavy quotes all the time uh, you know i always joke that for the vedanta teacher you know the hands get stuck like this <laughs> because you have to do this so many times <laughs> you know as though and as though pratipurushaha as though amshaha everything is as though and this as though is a, is our bread and butter because that is what is life saving because if and we have discussed this earlier if bondage is real shastra becomes useless shastrasya anarthakyam syat it it becomes nirarthaka no reason for shastra to exist because oh but doesn't shastra remove bondage yes but it removes a notional bondage it it removes a bondage that is purely notional so it removes the notion of bondage not the ocean of bondage ah so if bondage is real it cannot be removed and if bondage is you say unreal it need not be removed then also shastra is useless so therefore what do we have to say we have to say as though so the same bhagavan now occupying this you know uh, this body mind complex becomes what is called pratipurushaha is known by a new epithet pratipurushaha and that's why the names have to keep changing you know first you see something something and then in the chandogya it is called bhuma in somewhere else it is called you know chaitanya somewhere else it is called jitihi like this samvit esha samvit samvit you know so all these words are needed so that the mind doesn't get jaded and catch on to one particular definition at the cost of everything else and so that's why this is very very important to understand and assimilate so pratipurushaha and now we have another bombshell kshetragya <laughs> another mahavakya the word kshetragya is itself a mahavakya and i told you yesterday that we will just go over the initial couple of verses in the 13th chapter of the bhagavad gita where this will shed light on the term kshetragya first the meaning of the term itself we have to see kshetra means a field it can be a field of experience it can be a what's it it's a field of experience it's a um, you know it's some kind of a place a location kshetra is location and in sanskrit we have this wonderful mechanism of adding a suffix to note the to denote the agent 
So, Kshetram Janati Iti, the one who knows Kshetra. So, how many words is that? Three words. Kshetram Janati Iti, the one who knows Kshetra or the field. But then, Janati Iti, we, 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 the, 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 the word Janati is condensed into what? Gyaha, Gyaha, masculine, Gya feminine. So, Kshetra Gyaha means the one who knows Kshetra. And we have this every day. Khagaha, Khe Gachati, Gachati Iti Gaha. So, the word, you know, goes, Gachati is shortened to Gaha. Or Ga, Khaga means the one who goes in space. Khe Gachati Iti Gaha. Sarvam Janati Iti Sarvagyaha. Alpam Janati Iti Alpagyaha, the one who knows everything. All knowing, all gyaha. Alpam janati, small knowing, small gyaha. <laughs> feel knowing, feel gyaha. So this gyaha means knower. It's an agent noun, kshetra gyaha, you know, which is very much in the custom in the in Sanskrit to, to do this, you know, um, to, the, to do this shortening of the, the verb as a suffix. There are certain, uh, what should I say, um, customs that regulate that. So this, uh, so, so this word Kshetra itself is, um, is an intriguing word and it has at least four meanings. <laughs> you know, this is Sanskrit for us. It has at least four meanings, you know, one or two, many words have, but this one has four meanings. Four uh, possible meanings are there. You know, one is called uh, Kshata Kshatam Trayati, you know, uh, or Kshatat Trayati. Trayati uh, protects. Protects from what? Kshata. Kshata means decline, fall. Kshata means fall. So, Kshatam, Kshatatrayate, you can say uh, that which which causes, which is the cause of protection from fall. Patanat, Kshata means Patanam. And what kind of Patanam and all, what kind of fall we will see. So that's the first derivation, Kshatatrayate, iti, uh, what's the word now, Kshetra, <laughs> okay. And then the other meaning is, Kshayat Kshetra. Kshaya means what? Uh, due to, due to uh, destruction. Due to destruction it is called Kshetra. Second meaning. And then Kshanat Kshetra. Kshanat means due to disintegration. It is called Kshetra. Then finally, what was the last one? Oh, yeah. Kshetram Iva Kshetra. Kshetram Iva, which means uh, as though it is a, a, a real field, as though it is a um, field, okay. So there are, there are so many derivations and so, and as I said, four meanings possible. I'm sure that we can even, you know, um, those who are good in Sanskrit can come up with a few more uh, Vyutpattis, uh, uh, derivations, but these are what are classically thought of. But then what is this Kshetra? Kshetra means a field. So the farmer who cultivates the field is called, you know, yeah, the farmer's field that is cultivated is, uh, is, called, uh, is called Kshetra. Correct? Yeah, so the farmer's field is Kshetra and this Kshetra has a number of meanings. And then in the Bhagavad Gita, it is um, got a specific meaning. And for that, we have to see the, uh, we have to see what? We have to see the um, first verse after the question in the 13th chapter. And the first verse in the 13th chapter is what? Idam shariram kaunteya. Idam shariram kaunteya kshetramitya bhidhiyate yogyat vetitam prahuhu kshetragnya iti tadvidaha. So the 
opening answer to uh, the question asked by Arjuna right at the beginning is what? You know, what is this Kshetra? What is this Kshetragya? Is his question. And this question looks like a later interpolation uh, uh, because Adi Shankara does not comment on it. But that doesn't matter. That's a small thing here. But what is of import is Bhagavan Krishna's answer. Bhagavan's answer here is all telling because he says this Kshetra, what do we talk about when we say Kshetra? Idam Shariram, this body is Kshetra. What? Oh, Arjuna, this body itself is Kshetra. And this body is, you know, this body is called Kshetra. And this body is what, you know, we have to, we have to deal with. We have to deal with this body because that is what is the Kshetra. And there is also the one who knows this body. The knower of this body is called Kshetragya. You know, grammatically it's perfect. Kshetra and Kshetragya, Kshetram Janati. And, you know, this, you know, the word this body is, is used for what? The word this, the preposition this is used for something that is very much, this, you know, not removed from oneself. This body, right here, right now, this body, this body is called Kshetra and, and then what? Yotadveti, the one who knows this, you know, tam ahuhu, tam prahuhu, they call this, these knowers, Kshetragnyaha. So, this body is a field and Tadvidaha means Kshetragnyaha, the one who knows this is called Kshetragnya. Kshetra also means a kind of a holy or sacred place. Hmm. Like, if supposing in India, people are going on a pilgrimage, so they will say, I am going to this Kshetra, <laughs> a holy place. And so this body becomes what? A holy place, because the same word is used. And if you look at the Bhagavad Gita, there is an abiding presence of the word Kshetra. You look at the opening verse, Dharma Kshetre Kuru Kshetre. So, what is happening? O Sanjaya, the blind king Dhritarashtra is asking because he cannot see. And Sanjaya has what? Sanjaya was the original television. <laughs> he had television. And so he could, even though he was removed from the battlefield, he could give a live commentary, an audio commentary on what he saw. And that's how they, they got the idea of sportscasters who are giving com sitting in the booth and giving commentary on what they see, you know, for the rest of uh, the people who can't see everything. That's how they, you know, so Sanjaya was the original live commentator on this, on this sport called war, which was really not a sport, so to speak. And so he was giving this commentary and uh, he was, you know, and uh, the 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 uh, Bhagavad Gita opens with the word Kshetra. That is how important it is. Dharma Kshetra. In this in this Punya Bhumi, which is a Karma Kshetra, where all the uh, how is Punya Bhumi means in this holy land, which is full of Dharma, which is also where people work and get their karmas and get the results of their karma, what is happening? You know, Kurukshetra, Karmakshetra, what is going on? Where are all the assembled people in the battlefield? What are they doing? Oh, Sanjaya, tell me in detail. You know, and this can be also metaphorically understood. The Dharmakshetra as the battlefield raging within one's own body-mind-sense complex. And there are so many battles going on between dharma and adharma. I know this is right, but I really want to do this. 
आई रियली वॉन्ट टू गेट मैरिड ओके गेट मैरिड इट्स नॉट रॉन्ग या बट द पर्सन ऑफ इंटरेस्ट हैपन्स टू बी मैरिड ओ नो दैट्स नॉट अ सच अ गुड थिंग बिकॉज यू आर कॉजिंग हिमसा नो नो बट आई रियली वॉन्ट टू गेट मैरिड दिस इज अ बैटल यू नो so i mean the world is full of so many kinds of people can't you choose somebody as no i want this person only this is there is a raging battle i know this is wrong but i want to get rich quickly and this person has some kind of a hedge scheme that's why it's called hedge fund <laughs> you know and i know it's not quite about power but i'm going to do this and this man also has a terrible reputation but you know if 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 this comes out in the open he'll only get called caught i will just be an innocent victim so i'm just going to invest in this you know this is but no that's not correct yeah so this is the battle between dharma and adharma that conflict is what is and in this body which is called you know karma kshetra where you know one has the ability to earn papa and punya and this kshetra here first we have to understand as referring only to the human body and by extension to other bodies why only to the human body because it's only let's take the last meaning first from the derivation here uh, what was the last uh, meaning kshetram eva kshetram so this body resembles a cultivable field so the field is all barren and fallow it is just lying there without uh, the possibility of uh, you know feeding you or doing anything and so what do you have to do you have to till the land you have to work hard sweat and blood toil and then after that you have to water if if there is no rain you have to bring some pipes and you know and and put it and then water it then you have to sow the seeds then you have to clip out all the uh, you know weeds and other competing things for that water and the resources then you have to nourish it by all kinds of um, what is that manure and uh, you know urea nitrogen all these things so that it grows nicely and then after that what happens you have to put one scarecrow there or you dress up scarily <laughs> and and stand like this so that all the birds which have ideas the birds say oh lunch let me just go and and take at this you know and one follows and all of them come together it's not that just one bird comes and pecks and goes and you know all of them the whole lot of come and then sometimes birds are harmless then there is a whole just before you harvest there's a whole locust that comes the locust invasion and that is something to watch the whole sky becomes dark there are that many of them it's almost like an eclipse in fact it is seen as a bad omen when you see a a a field being destroyed by locusts because you know when you see them coming it's a bad omen because you know it it uh, for reasons that we will presently see because you know if this body is like a field then the coming of the locusts is like something that is taking away all the punya <laughs> some big you know problem is going to come that uh, all the punya is going to go bye bye <laughs> and uh, so the storehouse of punya is threatened so that's why it is seen as a bad omen so now going back to the field the analogy of the field so then you have to you know then you have to harvest the crop you have to winnow the crop you know separate the chaff from the grain and uh, and if you are if you are from oregon you will throw away the grain eat the chaff this is <laughs> this is what they do <laughs> yeah go to even a regular uh, supermarket in oregon and then there is some you know right next to the wheat there is you know wheat flakes or these wheat germ or whatever it is the uh, uh, you know the the chaff that is because that has a lot of vitamins <laughs> so this is what the whole thing is and then finally you make the wheat you grind the wheat and make yourself some chapati flat bread and enjoy the chapati <laughs> so this is this is what the field is 
so kshetram iva so like a field this body is born without you know uh, any capacity to do anything the child cannot even flip around it needs a lot of care so the mother and the father you know till the mind and till the body uh, what with values with uh, knowledge you know you have to do this you must not knowledge is not self knowledge here it is just samanya gyanam of how to live what to do what not to do how to live in this world the mother and the father teach this child and they till the body and they till the mind with all kinds of values and uh, activities until the child learns to do it on its own what the tilling yeah so you till the field and in the same manner you you do a lot of karma and then what after the karma is done then the body becomes you know then the body becomes a bhumi karma first it is a karma bhumi and then it becomes a place for dharma dharma here means punya so then you milk the you reap the punya just like you harvest the field you sit and become a bhog first you are a karta and then you are a bhogta i shouldn't say first i mean you know it's a it's a, it's not sequential so karta bhogta karta bhogta it keeps going back and forth it's not linear you know it is sequential because first karta then bhogta and then after that what it is it is it is not linear karta bhogta karta bhogta karta bhogta keeps going you know it's not that karta and then bhogta and then stop no back to karta because whatever was bhogya padartha was there whatever was there to be taken in was not enough was not satisfactory so back to tilling the field so that is the meaning of the last derivation you know kshetram eva kshetram so this body is indeed you know a very apt metaphor like a field which uh, with which you know one earns punya with the help of which one earns one's punya just like the field becomes a place to earn the livelihood then the punya also it it becomes a place to earn the punya then since we are going backwards let us go backwards kshranath iti kshetra kshranath means because of the fact that it disintegrates you know the field also goes down in uh, nutrition and if you leave the land fallow for a few years then you know it it uh, gets fossilized and uh, the 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 you know the silt gets washed away by the rain and then the and then it just becomes kind of clay and then finally the clay becomes fossilized and it becomes like a, a stone almost stone like very difficult for things to grow or it gets overtaken if that doesn't happen if it is good land it gets overtaken by weeds and shrubs and clearing that is a huge deal so it goes to waste so that is what it is called you know kshranath kshetra so here kshrana means that which which disintegrates so the body is kshetra the body disintegrates yeah so shiryamana swabhavat shariram the word shariram itself means that which is subject to disintegration oh and that's the sanskrit word for the body yes oh i don't like it okay use the word deha yeah yeah i like that that's better <laughs> it's not better dahana yogyatvat deha because it is subject to being consigned to the flames so depending on the mode of you know disposal of the body it is got some names shiryamana that which disintegrates upon you know uh, upon being buried or whatever up after death and that which is consigned to the flames after death so this is the reality of the body so kshranat kshetra and then what the 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 third one from the bottom kshayat kshetra kshaya means destruction yeah it it is kshaya is you know uh, actually it's the other way around yeah doesn't matter it's <laughs> close enough so kshrana is actually uh, destruction kshaya is uh, disintegration so kshaya um, is disintegration 
and uh, so sharana is is uh, destruction so it's it's close enough it's not it's just more of a word uh, you know small little uh, difference so that which is subject to both disintegration and destruction yeah you can please correct that reverse it and then finally the, the uh, and this is the you know this is the meaning that uh, uh, is most relevant to us the first and the last meanings are the most relevant to our discussion here and the last meaning was what kshetram iva kshetram like a field which you have seen in detail and then the first meaning is 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 extremely pertinent to us kshatat trayate that which causes one to not fall it is kshetram kshetra yeah very beautiful meaning so kshetra is what this body how did how does this body cause us not to fall hmm and here that's why i said first and foremost we have to take what the human body other body will be included later and in the other definitions but in this definition which is a which is of greatest pertinence for our discussion here we have to take the human body as fulfilling the definition kshatatrayate that which protects from a big fall into what into the vat of samsara ha huh. who is falling jiva is falling but the body is protecting yes how can the body protect because it is adhikari shariram because it's a body that is qualified for this knowledge that's why we are only including the human body think about this it is really it is huge so the fact that you have a human body itself in uh, you know has the potentially uh, inoculates you against samsara against catching the samsara influenza flu yeah so the having this body itself is like a you know vaccination against samsara no but i haven't started to study yet but you can but i haven't started to find a guru but you can but i don't even know how to spell shastra but you can find out what it is no but i'm not born in a hindu body i i'm you know i was born in america and i have all these other you know i don't know what this all is but still you are you know you are here that is the that is the beauty of it it draws you it draws you because this desire is an uncalculated uncultivated desire it's built in into all beings and what is this desire moksha freedom freedom from becoming something or the other freedom from sorrow freedom from fear and you know just just to be free and moksha in terms of all other animals it expresses itself in the desire to be the desire to live that's why you know all the biting things these damshakas damshaka means biting things <laughs> these these biting things bite at night when no one is looking or they bite you know the leg so that you don't see where it is biting and these are all deadly things like deadly mosquitoes causing this uh, de- dengue fever uh, dengue fever and all these things and you and then the doctor will see, you go there and then the do- the person goes you know very feeble weak and uh, full of what you know full of all kinds of uh, um, this you know uh, fever and everything and then the doctor says were you bitten by a mosquito and the, the and the person will say i don't remember <laughs> because the mosquito doesn't take an appointment to bite may i please bite you <laughs> because you have some karma coming it's not going to take permission it's just going to bite and so and when does it bite where does it bite when you are not looking it bites and it bites you in a place where it is dark this is what it is and it hangs around in dark corners and then it bites in dark places which are away from which are not lit by a source of light so it will bite the underside of the arm the back of the leg so you know like that why 
because it knows that if it just bites, if it takes an appointment and comes and bites, you are going to say come. And as soon as it sits down, you are going to make it into chutney. Instead of it giving the person moksha, the person is going to give the mosquito instant moksha. Even the housefly has a desire to live forever. That's why it doesn't, you know, you cannot catch a housefly. Very difficult to catch a housefly. Very difficult to catch a mosquito. Because it wants to live. That desire for immortality is there in all beings. And this is the most compelling, uh, what is that, argument for vegetarianism. You know, why? <laughs> because, you know, eat things that don't want to run away from you. Well, at the supermarket, the chicken doesn't want to run away because it is not chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a chicken that has been killed and packaged in styrofoam. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's not discuss that and cause ourselves aruchi. Aruchi means, you know, we don't need to discuss that. It's enough. So, this is, you know, so that's why we eat things that don't run away from us. Because the fact that it runs away means it wants to live. You know, that's why we stick with uh, potatoes and uh, eggplants and, uh, you know, things like that. And uh, so, now, back to this discussion. This, uh, this whole thing, in terms of this uh, human body, we have to see. The word Kshetra. Because the fact that one is blessed with the, the human body is... Is, is a very big thing because even though all the other animals have the desire to live in the uh, and be immortal so to speak are, are wanting that limitlessness in when they don't know how else only in terms of their life in their terms of their little life they know they want to keep continuing that even though that's the case you know in terms of uh, this discussion we have to take it in the human body because in the human body alone, it is a full-fledged, desi recognized desire for freedom from what? From this life of doing and then, you know, cultivating the field, harvesting the field, cultivating the field, harvesting the field, cultivating the field. Uh-oh, no, not enough rains, no harvest, no punya, and then harvesting the field something little bit. And then cultivating the field. Oh, but the next field, the field next to me, they have a tractor. Now, you know, these bullocks, bye-bye. I also need a tractor <laughs> because I have to keep up with the Joneses. You know, over there, those uh, that Kshetra that has tractors. So I have to do all this. I have to do more. Do, 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 do. And become a doer. And nobody wants to become a doer. The doer is for the sake of becoming an enjoyer. So doing, enjoying, doing, suffering, doing, enjoying, doing, suffering, papa punya, papa punya, action, reaction, action, results of action. This just is is there. But the human sharira is 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 fit for another kind of cultivation. The cultivation of adhikaritvam number one, cultivation of what? The qualifications to study this knowledge. And the qualifications to study this knowledge are, are a kaham, resolved mind, which can be cultivated. Viveka, the discrimination between that which is finite, which is everything that I do, and the infinite, that which I want to be as a result of doing, <laughs> which, is, which is not going to come. You can't, you can't produce the infinite, that is the viveka here, discrimination. Vairagya, letting go, having the courage to let go of the finite. Mumukshatvam, an intense desire to be free and to convert that desire into knowledge, a few other things are needed. You know, Guru is needed, Shraddha is needed, an attitude of devotional surrender to the teaching is needed. To the teaching and to the microphone and the, which is giving out the teaching. The teaching is the is the book and uh, called the Veda and the microphone which amplifies the teaching and reaches it to your ears. That is what is called Guru Teacher. So there is a Shraddha, a devotional uh, reverence to the teaching and the teacher. And then finally what? Samadhanam the ability to focus single-mindedly on this 
and a few other things you know the non-reactivity etc this field is should, should these are the seeds that will, should be you know sown in this kshetra of the human body so the, the human body is cultivable either you can be a doer and cultivate all kinds of silly desires and make them grow big and then work hard and then try to get them or you can sow the seeds of adhikaritvam why because there is free will you can choose either yeah this is very you know the the first one is 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 an important choice to cultivate these values uh, you know is an important choice kathopanishad puts this very beautifully duram ete viparite vishuchi vidya cha vidya so that which is known as vidya knowledge and that which is known as avidya the opposite of that self-ignorance here are what dura mete these two are very far away from each other in fact they are divergent paths viparite vishuchi vishuchyau I mean, we, we have to take it as we should show, but it is a, a poetic license of the Veda. So, these two parts are what? Not just divergent, but opposite. They lead to opposite ends. Ah. They lead to opposite ends. So, Ede, we should show these two parts are what? They are not parallel. They are not, <laughs> they are not going to the, you know, they are not going in the same direction. They are not one and the same. And they are not like a fork in the road, you know, then it, uh, it's a little detour and it comes back and joins. No, they are very, these two paths are far away from one another. As far away as possible. Heaven and earth difference. So the, the distance is too much. Okay, they are far, so what? They are far but equal. No, they are far and away from each other and they are opposite of one another so they are far and they are opposite very interesting viparite vishuchyau so the duramete viparite vishuchi so what is the what are the parts called one is called vidya another one is called avidya so if you choose vidya if you choose self knowledge you are on a on a track that looks very different from the people who have not chosen self-knowledge, says the Kathopanishad very, very eloquently. Very beautiful, so eloquent and so clear. There's nothing more to, you know, you can't really, you know, um, distort this. There's no other interpretation that you can give. There's nothing more to, you know, interpret when it is so clear. So if you follow the path of avidya, meaning one is already born in avidya, so it means more of the same, status quo, then where is it going to lead? You know, you keep walking, walking on it, and then there is a bored, dead end. And you are bored. Yeah, there is no, you are bored, and, and then it's a dead end. So there is a bored, dead end at the, at the end of it. That's all it is. Or, you know, we, we have to have a few more choices. Or it's a path that goes in circles. And the fifth time around, you say, this looks familiar. Am I going somewhere? No, nah, no, nah, look, let's just look at all the stalls and the booths and little, you know, what is that? You know, this, this game where you, where you throw a ring around the teddy bear in the, in the mela, in the fair. And then they give you the teddy bear. You know, every, every country has some things like this. Some entertainment, you know. And then you, you, then there's one big pumpkin and a, and a weighing machine. And the pumpkin is kept and without lifting the pumpkin, just by eyesight, you have, by, by eyeing the pumpkin, you have to say how much it weighs and then they will weigh it. And then if you, if it comes anywhere between, you know, uh, five, ten, five pounds, either way, they give you a prize. So all these are so exciting. These are all little, little activities in samsara. So one forgets if one, that one has been through this many, many times in this life itself. Done the same things with the same consequences which one doesn't like. And then that has not, you know, uh, 
that has not done anything to remove this addictive habit of keeping on going. So the second road is, you know, the second example of this avidya road, first example it ends in a dead end causing disappointment. Second example more likely to happen is that it is keeping on going round and round and round all the time. I mean, you know, this is the thing. And the third example, it lands in a ditch when <laughs> the person falls down. Oh, save me, help me. Guru suddenly remembers Guru. <laughs> and then suddenly remembers Shastra, next life, better luck because next life they have the wherewithal to go on the, on the other path. So that's the thing. The other path, what is the other path? Vidya. It's a, it's a path that is well lit, well trodden by all gurus who were students before. This is important. All gurus who were students before, it is well trodden. And then what does it do? It's, 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 a, uh, its specialty is that it, it loops around back to yourself. It doesn't go in circles. It takes you back to yourself. It leads you to Bhagavan, Vishnu Ho, Tad Vishnu Ho Paramam Padam. Elsewhere in the Kathopanishad that path is, you know, uh, described as when discussing the Rathakalpana. So, these are the two, two, you know, so it is very, very clear. The choices are clear. But still one chooses Avidya. Why? It's not a choice. <laughs> Neither of them are choices. It's a, this is a, that I am hardwired for self-knowledge. It's not a choice. It just is like that. That this body is made for this teaching. It's what? For no other reason. You know? That's why it is called Kshetra. <laughs> because it stops one from falling into the other path, you know, repeatedly. It protects one from the path which is actually a big, which opens up like a sinkhole. The other path, another possibility for the path of Avitya, you are walking on it and then it suddenly, you know, there are all these sinkholes that are there, certain energetic grids underneath the earth and then if you build too much on it, like too much cement and everything, suddenly the earth, you know, burps and when the earth, mother earth burps, it <laughs> she creates a huge sinkhole and, uh, you know, 200 year old house swallowed and some other things around it swallowed and where it goes oh my god so deep sinkhole so another example of this path is that it leads to a big sinkhole along and only only uh, saving grace uh, is that when you go down the sinkhole there are other uh, souls kindred souls who have decided to start a uh, support group samsara support group not support group from samsara, support group in samsara. Oh no, this terrible thing happened to me. And the other one says, oh, wait till you hear my story. It's even more terrible. So people wallowing in their distresses and, you know, and self-pity. Uh, without really, they are rehearsing the distress, not trying to reverse the dis distress. So the sinkhole leads to codependent kind of relationships, addictive and codependent relationships out of which, coming out of which is a, is greatly, it's a great challenge to come out of such a sinkhole. Whereas this body, if it is used to go on the Vidya Marga, you know, they, they, if it, especially if the correct choices are made, it protects from falling into samsara repeatedly. So one doesn't fall, one is, one is very much, you know, uh, one is very much it 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 uh, protects from the fall. So you see why this this uh, this first meaning, which is uh, the kshatatrayate, is a very important meaning for us. Very very important because you know this this is why it is called kshetra <laughs> kshatatrayate iti kshetra. You know, and then what? Now who is kshetranya? <laughs> kshetra we have seen in detail. Who is this Kshetrajna? The one who knows this body is Kshetram is Kshetrajna. Beautiful. The owner of the field, the knower of the field and most important for us, the one who knows the field is not the field. Huh? The one who knows 
that this body is the field but I am not the field. So the one that has a discriminative intellect and a, and a distance, a cognitive distance, an inner space between the field and, and its knower. So the knower is Sakshi Chaitanya. The Chaitanya, that same consciousness obtaining as the witness. Let us look at uh, the, uh, the uh, here, the thing it says Kshetragyaha, the mantra, yeah, Kshetragyaha. And then, you know, it is, we still have to discuss a few things about the Kshetragya, but I want to go a little further. Sankalpa Adhyavasaya Lakshanaha or Abhimana Lingaha. Sankalpa Adhyavasaya. Sankalpa means a kind of a surface decision. Sankalpa, some intention, but a surface decision. That Sankalpa can very quickly become Vikalpa. So at the very shallow level of the mind, when one is weighing various options, it is called Sankalpa and Vikalpa. So Sankalpa here includes Vikalpa. So who is this Kshetragya? The Kshetragya who is characterized by the ability to have these shallow uh, considerations on the, on the shallow surface level of the mind called Manaha, Sankalpa Vikalpatmakam and then the one who also has Adhyavasaya Abhimana Lingaha. So the one that has the capacity of resolving. Ah, resolving. So not just having a, you know, moment of um, uncertainty. Sankalpa. You know, changeling. Sankalpa is changeling in terms of the mind with a, with a moment of uncertainty. No, this one is what? is also capable of resolution. So, and if these two are purposely said along with the word Kshetragya, because the Kshetragya alone has the ability to, to, to tap into the resolved mind and resolve the mind, just make the decision to, to choose the path of Vidya, not Avidya. All this is just hidden in the meaning. We have to see this. And thankfully the word is uh, there in the Shastra, in the Bhagavad Gita. So we can bring that here to shed light on this. So the Kshetragya, who is the one who knows the field? The one who knows that this body is fit for knowledge. That is Kshetragya. And the one who has the resolution to, to wear this body, a uh, mind complex, away from avidya and all its uh, machinations, all its, uh, what's its name, um, you know, all its uh, um, activities, ignorance-based activities, and to direct it and make it abhimukha, direct it towards self-knowledge is kshetragya, vyavasayatmika buddhihi. Ekeha Kuru Nandana Arjuna is told what make your buddhi decisive that is called Vyavasaya here it is called Adhyavasaya same thing Nishchayatmika buddhi is Kshetragya so the one who has the potential the capacity to have a mind that is resolute in its decision to study this knowledge because it knows what else is there. What else is there? There is no other possibility. Because otherwise what is the, you know, dura mete viparite vishuchi, otherwise you go on some kind of a tangent. The path of avidya is a tangent that repeats itself and it's a sinkhole in which you fall. That's why this body is given. Whereas the dogs and cats and uh, you know rhinos, they don't have a choice. They are they are they are made and they are born in the path of avidya because they don't have adhikari sharira, only a bhoga sharira, a sharira for the sake of bhoga, just to reap out old papas and punyas. They don't have the decision to make to come and you know sit this side. Uh -huh. They don't have that. And even if their owner brings them on the on the path of uh, you know knowledge, they may sit and listen to the class, but they are not able to understand anything. They are just sitting because their owner is sitting. No other reason, you know. So they are not able to understand. 
because that chance is gone in this life it is a bhoga sharira whereas the kshetra in terms of the human life is what yoga sharira there is a capable of joining what the distance between uh, uh, falsifying joining here in the sense of uniting uh, with bhagavan by falsifying that there is a distance through self knowledge so therefore the one who is got sankalpa adhyavasaya lakshanah so the one who has this capacity that is kshetragya and then you know one more word is there abhimana lingah abhimana lingah means the one who is what the one who is got this i notion and here you know we have to see where is this i notion <laughs> where is this i notion what is this i notion identified with is the i notion identified with the body mind sense complex then it is not kshetragya is the i notion identified with a path of avidya because that's where all the nice nice bubbles and blings are there and i want to it's shiny and it is a well you know well uh, traversed path by all other samsaris is that what it is no that is where not where the i notion is where is the i notion the i notion is 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 firmly you know in the knower not in the kshetra the i notion has been walked over to sakshi chaitanya the witness consciousness that obtains in the body as i am i am i am i am the owner of this body i am the knower of this body that i the one who has that capacity these are so the word kshetragya has been unfolded by maitri upanishad in his particular ways sankalpa adhyavasaya lakshana and abhimana linga these are the two words uh, uh, you know which are uh, with reference to the mind and uh, the definition of kshetragya here is made with reference to the mind because the word gyaha itself is called knower and knowing happens in the mind so manaha buddhi and ahankara are all talked about so manaha the one which is you know wondering what should i do you know should i go for this na i don't think so what a waste of time you know every day sitting and taking one online class na i have better things to do so the one who is you know is but you know this knowledge is wonderful besides one of my friends is taking this somebody i know is from my hometown is taking this so maybe i should also take this this is what is called sankalpa lakshana still deciding and then no i'm going to make the time in my life to do this adhyavasaya lakshana who is making the time i who is this i the one that is ahankara the i notion that is struggling to not identify with the body mind sense complex the i notion which really is is bhagavan yes the i notion is bhagavan i is bhagavan everything is bhagavan so the i notion which is struggling to disidentify from the body mind sense complex and identify as the witness consciousness as the sakshi as the witness of everything that's happening in the body and the mind and uh, you know and and that sakshi is 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 revealed as you know uh, what prajapati few other things to say about kshetragya we will see that now so this kshetragya back to the bhagavad gita you know idam shariram so the two definitions are there of kshetragya first one is you know यो माइंड अवे क्षेत्रज्ञ्यो 
so suddenly it's not just the individual you know the the consciousness obtaining in the individual body mind complex that is lighting up this body mind uh, complex no you know that that is the, the one who is aware of this consciousness the one who identifies with this consciousness it's not just that that is just vampada vichara that is just the inquiry into the word you but who is this you kshetragyam chaapi maam vidhi kshetragam is me bhagavan declares kshetragyam is nothing but bhagavan who is kshetragya not the one who knows this body mind sense complex but the one who knows and as well abides in all bodies all minds ha huh? and here at the second level we can bring in all life forms but in terms of the individual kshetragya the one who knows it is a human body but here sarva kshetreshu bharata oh you know the the diamond in the bharata lineage of kings oh you you know arjuna the 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 know me as the 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 truth of the kshetragya the the kshetragya is nothing but me because that aware awareness that consciousness is nothing but my truth and that awareness pervades in all bodies and all minds as myself alone not amsha the whole of me pervades every body every mind every sense everything it pervades and you know this is what you have to know and you know so more we will see next week tomorrow morning class back to brihadaranyaka upanishad om purnamadas purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadag purnamevavashishyate ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम